Blog Talk Radio.
and brothers and sisters. Hold on one second, everybody. Sorry about that. I was muted there. But my goodness. What about that song? Whom the sun set free is free indeed. I am who you say I am. I mean, all these little scenarios and narratives and tags people put on us. Well, I didn't have a father. I didn't have a mother. I was raised in the hood. I was raised in wealth. My parents are wealthy. My parents are poor. I'm handicapped. All of these labels, all of these limits we put on ourselves. Man, I heard my wife listen to that song. And it's not even in my genre of music. I normally don't like that sound. You know, again, I've been a victim of these narratives. So I'm a so-called black man, and we listen to soul music. So we become accustomed to certain things. But those words in that song, I asked my wife, who is that? She said, that's Hill song. And that's a song called who you say I am. (laughs) You know, I can just hear a lot of our brothers and sisters saying, man, why are you playing a white people song? Y'all better wake up. We better wake up fast. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places. Brothers and sisters, we are who he say we are. It has nothing to do with these things we think we are. Female, male, Jew, Gentile. I mean, yes, there was a people in the scriptures and all that, but what the Father's doing is bigger than what he did even with the ancient Israelites. This new man, this spiritual Jew, is going places Israel never went. Walking in truths and revelations Israel never walked in. This new man in Christ, Christ said out of his mouth, will do greater works even than him. You don't show Skippy. I am. I am who you say I am. Put it again in the background. Good night. Good night. Folks, I mean, what are we doing on this earth? All of us playing in and out of these narratives. You got white, so-called white people that done created a group of people just out of the back of their mind. It actually was Satan. I stand corrected. 
Satan put in the hearts of man to construct this evil status called white and black. I'm sure they laughed at when they first heard it. And never thought that humans will get so low that they will start buying into these philosophies. Whites had already, they already looked different. Again, Africans, albinos, Africans, our people, us. There's no us and them. We're one human family. Some of us lack pigmentation. And Satan will use that that common trait to start a lie. Oh my God. That they will come behind with theories and books to support the bell curve. Get these so-called white people to buy into their being superior, and get these so-called dark-skinned people to buy into the fact they're inferior. You look up years later; it's just like a big, gigantic production, just like a play. We all take our roles. Start thinking whites are smarter. Then, because whites think it, they try a little harder. Because we don't think we are as small, we don't try as hard. Folks, it comes to the Fast Song Network. I'm Brother Seth. Tonight is open forum. Now, if I don't get any questions or comments from the audience, not a problem. You know what's on my heart these days. But we are a open forum tonight. And I do see one co host in the house. I'm going to go to him shortly. But I just want to, again, thank you for your time, brothers and sisters. Some of y'all have been following us since 2011. We really, really appreciate it. Always appreciate it. Folks, we have over 500 shows. Remember these shows. You can rewind, fast forward. Okay, so if you're listening in the archives, remember you can fast forward and rewind. If you don't like blogs, talk, uh, platform, you can listen to us on anything. We're on Apple. We're on everything. If it's podcast, they're playing podcasts, we're on it. Just simply Google Fosmus on Blog Talk Radio. And um, really, you can then just include a topic after that, and, and uh, we're probably going to cover it. But we mainly cover five topics. All right. So, brothers and sisters, I want to get into this. Uh, let's open the phone lines and uh, uh, say hello to one of our co hosts, Eric Code 513. Everybody know what that means. That means Ohio. Brother. Ambassador Purcell Porsche, welcome to the Five Smooth Stone uh, podcast, brother. What's happening? What's going on, Seth? Thank you so much, man, for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, don't take it for granted. Uh, praise the Lord, everybody. Again, praise the Lord, everybody. It's your boy, praise Ambassador Purcell Lindell Porsche, all the way out here in Cincinnati, Ohio. With Salt Life Kingdom Ministries, where we believe in bringing the saltiness back to the believer through rightly dividing the word of truth and kingdom principles. Really, it's really excited about uh, tonight. Really excited about the five smooth stones. Um, 
I want to shout out Wake Up Israel, Brother Micah. Uh, has some powerful shows. Waking Up Israel. Remember, I got waking in trouble with that. Israel. <laughs> waking, waking Up Israel. Amen. Absolutely. I stand corrected. Uh, but again, I'm 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 excited about the Five Full Stones. Um, there is a lot, a lot, a lot going on in this crazy world of ours. Um, there's so much going on. It's it's almost inexhaustible. Uh, we got Russia and China coming together. We got transgender movement taking over. We got LGBTQ it's I don't L G whatever the alphabet is. We got that that has taken dominion in all the earth, all the airwaves, all the television uh antenna waves. I mean uh we got school shootings going on again. Um, mass shootings. I mean, we got, we have got so much. If you cannot recognize, let me just let me just plug this right quick. If you cannot recognize, we matter of fact, we had a hailstorm here in Cincinnati, Ohio, two days ago. I mean, hail, golf ball size hail in May. This is May, right? Absolutely. Yeah, May. This is May. We had a hailstorm the other day. Oh, man. Uh, so if you cannot recognize, this is where I was going. If you cannot recognize that we are in the last days, uh, it's something wrong with you. Or you just flat out don't care. One of those two. But it is. Uh, it is ugly. It is ugly out here. Um, there's some terrible things going on. Um, racism on the rise. We got uh, crazy cops um, being unlawful again. Um, we got the state of Mississippi trying to bring back uh, the Jim Crow law. Um, man, we just got Jim Crow laws. Um, it, it's just so much going on, guys. It's so much going on, um, and the, the our hearts have got to be turned back to the Father. Our hearts have got to be turned back to the Father. This is a time. This is an opportunity for the believer to make an impact in the earth. This right now, this time that we're in is an opportunity for the believer to make an impact in the earth. So if that's you, if I'm speaking to you, you need to set your face aflint. You need to resist the devil the Bible said if we resist the devil, he will flee from us. You need to stop playing devil's games. You playing games on his turf. 
and you cannot win. You cannot win. So it would behoove you. It would behoove you to not forsake yourselves, not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the matter of some is, but exhorting one another. Hebrews 10 and 25 says, and so much more, so much the more as you see that day approaching. We should be coming Amen. together more today than than ever you have seen the body of Christ come together. Right now we are so disjointed that it is it is in our best interest right now in these times to set everything that doth so easily beset us aside and come together. Uh, 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 with a a vengeance, with a vengeance against this enemy, your adversary, the devil, who is walking about seeking whom he may devour. He may Amen, amen. Well, Purcell, listen, man, it's good to have you on the line. Uh, I'm looking, I'm Said to the, uh, well, I don't want to say that, but let me just say this. The, I'm glad you're on tonight because I want to hear a lot from you tonight. So what I plan on doing with the show tonight, it is an open forum. That means if something is on your mind you want to talk about, bring it up, we'll talk about it. But Brother Seth has something pressing on his spirit, and I want to start out, and then I want to hear from you. So I'm going to go 20 and I'm going to come back to you, and we're going to go back at 420, or maybe just you 20. If some other co-host join us, it'll be the both of you sharing the 20. So it's 820 now. It's the reason I kind of jumped in there, because I'm trying to stay on time here. So I have, as you know, a timer, and I'm going to put myself on a timer, and we're going to go for 20 minutes, brothers and sisters. Again, you've tuned to the Five Stone Network, and tonight we have – all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, this brother, the ambassador, Purcell Porsche. He is the only co-host right now in the house. We're going to go, uh, whatever he's on his heart to talk about, we can talk about it. But Brother Seth got something on his heart. He has to get out. And I want to know what Purcell say about it. And uh, Purcell go 20 minutes, or he and another co-host go 20 minutes. I'll go another 20 minutes. So at the end of the day, I will have spoken. Because up until now, it's just preliminary stuff, and this is the meat of the show right now. We say open forum. It is open. If you have any questions or comments, don't don't feel like you are changing topics. Just press 1 and come on and ask your question. Not a problem. Purcell, same for you. If you have any questions or comments, you're more than welcome to bring them up. But I want to go first with the 20, and I want your comments or, or, or your input from what I feel like is put in my heart, okay? We good? All right. All right, brothers and sisters, uh, I want to talk about something that we've been talking about. You heard Purcell say, uh, waking up Israel. We've been talking to uh, Brother Micah, a.k.a. Brother Kenwin, about just identity, identity. And I began to believe what Purcell brought up, all of those eels in our world and eels in your world, and some uh, would even say eels inside of us, has to do with identity. 
who do you identify yourself with? Let me start this timer, brothers and sisters. Get this timer out. Okay, there we go. Who are you? No, really. Who are you? You say, well, I'm a, uh, I'm a per se, a per se. I'm per se, a per se. I'm Seth Turner. I'm Brother Kenwin Casaberry, a.k.a. Micah Israel. That could be true. In, in, according to the flesh But isn't What we Ascribe to the flesh Part of our problem Because in the flesh In the world Man has taken control Over power More pointedly Have seized the power to define And it's redefining Everything and what they define and has defined is causing all of us problems. Females limit themselves by their sex, males limit themselves by being a male. What is a male? No, really. Are we only supposed to do things that males do? Or are we supposed to do things that new regenerated spirits do? If we just stick with doing what men do and what men do, we would never do what the patriarchs did. They thought of things and did things that no man had done before them. Who's to say what you can do, what you can't do? The scripture says he is able to do above and beyond what you imagine or think. What do you imagine? What do you think? I remember one of my pastors uh, uh, said once, We are wealthy. He said, you never, ever have to write that check. But the money is still in the bank. Whether or not we ever really believe that our spirits are born again, one with Christ, and that our life is now Christ in this body, in this natural earth, that eat, drink, poop, urinate, sleep, tired, whether or not we ever want to believe that in us houses the very power that raised Christ from the dead. If we never tap into it, it's still in the bank. got a name on it. Whether or not we ever, ever raise the dead, the money is still in the bank. 
it's yours. The scripture says it like this. By his stripes ye were healed. This used to cause me so much trouble when I used to hate to hear ministers say, you were healed, and I'm sitting up in pain. I kind of didn't like it, to be honest with you. I can't wait to go to per se after this 20 minutes. 16 minutes left. Brothers and sisters, the Most High gave us all things that pertain to life and godliness. I like how one great teacher said, he said, you already got it. Talking about Andrew Womack. There is nothing that we need that hasn't already been given. Yes, we pray, Father, bless him with this job, bless him with that, you know, heal my body. We, we pray those prayers. But the Bible says he's given us the capability, authority in our spirit, man, to possess this earth just like whether or not we write the check. The money is still in the bank. This is what I've been chewing on lately because Brother Mike and Brother Purcell have got me stirred up in my spirit about this new man. I mean, I haven't heard it all my life, but lately I've just been reading a lot more scriptures, and I've come to understand that is the source of our problem, who we think we are, because who we think we are limits what we do and what we don't do. We're acting out what we think we are. White supremacy is a spell. That is what, if, if, man, this book, I, I tell you, I cannot wait to finish this book. The systemic lies of white supremacy are our world's ruling religion. It creates like this fog. Yes, we can worship God in white supremacy, but it's like a fog. We're worshiping God through this fog. Bob already said we see through a mystery. We don't see clearly until we see until we see the sun come in this glory when we get these new bodies. But white supremacy create a a a, a, a man made fog. And even as the, as the father showed me, white so called whites, those that classify themselves as whites, uh, and and. and those who the world classifies as white, they too have low self-esteem. The Bible and the Father showed me we all have low self-esteem, even rich people. You know why? Because they don't see themselves the way the Father sees them. They don't value low self-estimate, low self-esteem, estimate, estimate. They don't estimate themselves in terms of value the way the Father does. There's a whole lot of inventors and so-called uh, pioneers of this, pioneers of that. If you interview them, 
they'll often say that the product that made them famous wasn't even complete. So a lot of the success we see, Apple, whatever you want to call a success, Bill Gates, a lot of these people, if you if you listen to the interview, they procrastinated with that particular idea. That idea is supposed to be a whole lot bigger. Here we are worshiping them like that's the best of the best of the best. No, it's not. A lot of them have low self-esteem. They just they just esteem themselves higher than you. Even queens of England and who seem arrogant and knows all up and no, they have low self-estimate because they're not doing greater works than the Messiah. We are. Like the song said, who he say we are. Brothers and sisters, I just pray that everyone can get an understanding of what your brother is trying to say tonight. This is the solution to our world's problem, especially white supremacy. So-called African-American is what they call a subculture. Our culture is birthed out of pain. A lot of our great people, just think about this for a second. I hate to hurt Charles' feelings, but even things like civil rights leaders. Think about it. The greatest of African Americans is known because of pain. Martin Luther. Malcolm X. Whoever is your favorite. They got known fighting. Only where you become great, brothers and sisters. Athletes running up and down a field full of rage. And they've proven over and over and over again that these athletes, the best athletes are those that was born and came through a lot of pain and frustration. Mean Joe Green, they say he's the greatest one. I don't know. Some people say Tom Brady is. But Mean Joe Green, a lot of people say he's the top player. He said all I did was went out there every week and had a fight. It was just legal. And, and during the Hall of Fame speeches, what do you mainly see? Me and my uh, mother, my mother, my mother, oftentimes father's not there. These players are full of rage, and they make the best running backs. They make the best defensive players. Big fight every weekend. Football is violent. It really is. So a lot of our stars and celebrities and is birthed out of pain. It really is. And a lot of so-called white uh pioneers or whoever they call great, a lot of what they've done is birthed out of exploitation, taking ideas from the slaves and getting rich off of that. Yeah. All of us is operating in low self estimate. We don't see ourselves where the father is. This is our problem. So you can take that song at the beginning or what I'm saying right now lightly if you want. But the problem to 
Chantel Hussein, ambassador, that came on, a lot of our problems stem from not knowing who we are. And like Teacher Miles Monroe said, when you don't know the purpose of a thing, abuse is inevitable. I submit to you, brothers and sisters, tonight, our biggest problem is every time we sign our name, our biggest problem is something we carry on us all the time called an identity ID. Our biggest problem is what happens every time somebody wants us and they call us by our name. Because our name is limited. I said our name is a part of our problem. I said our name, your name, is a part of your problem. I think when we're born again, perhaps, maybe, we should rename. That's why oftentimes when the father went to to, to do different things with different people, the first thing he did was change their name and gave them a name that meant something. Now, if you have one of those type of names, maybe you don't need to change your name. But you still have a slave master's last name. Put Abraham all you want is the first name, but when you put Turner Smith, you put them chains back on you. Now, I don't mean to throw anybody or, you know, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings or be bigger than thou, you know. My last name is Turner. But what I'm learning, we just got to remember that's a dot that has nothing to do with who you are. So the question is tonight, who are you? No, really. Who are you? Because I believe this is a part of our problem. So, brothers and sisters, I'm writing a book on white supremacy. And uh, I am trying my best to get people to see all of us tripping. All of us. White and black. You see, because if we're going off narratives in the earth and what we say in the earth and man-made uh, identities and, and groups, groupings of people based upon man's definition and the man that controls the earth is so-called powerful white people, how can you not be under the thumb of white supremacy? And if you're under the thumb, how can you not be influenced by it? And if you're, not, if you're influenced by it, how can that affect your relationship with the Father? I don't understand how people can say, I don't know about that. Brothers and sisters, I'm trying to write a book to show the church, as uh, Brother Purcell was saying, because they are the standing on the earth. They are his hands, his feet, Yah's hands and feet on the earth. They are the most high upon the earth. If they don't have it together, the earth is in trouble, and the earth is in trouble. I believe the Father showed me we are in idolatry.
idolatry. A lot of our hearts are right. Yes, it is. A lot of our hearts are pursuing him. Yes, they are. But the doctrine in our head, the traditions in our head, is making the word of the Most High that we hear every Sunday and Wednesday, some of y'all every day with little things in your ear all throughout the day, it's making that word void. Because we're getting the gospel from Western influence. So you are getting truth. I said you are getting some truth. And that's why some of you have the testimonies you have because you are getting some truth because of your heart. Yes, you are. This is why I don't dog out the church. They are part of the solution. But they're walking kind of funny because of some doctrine. This book that we're going to be talking about on Tuesdays, and I'm going to hit it a little bit tonight, is simply saying, if you're born in America, raised in America, or even if you are thousands of miles on the other side of the ocean, and the West have influenced your education system, brothers and sisters, you're practicing white supremacy. White supremacy. What's so wrong with it? It's an enemy against the Most High. It's an enemy against progress. It's even an enemy against white people, so-called white people. Yes, it is. Because it's a Satan. These little images that have polluted our minds of a white Israel, and it's just so much bigger than just skin color. But there's a reason, there's an art, there's a science behind making sure he's white in your mind. So you can tolerate people talking that's wearing that kind of skin. Because in the olden days, nobody would have heard them talking about their superior, their original. Setting standards is because of their white skin, things are right. So those little images, y'all say, quit talking about the, what color he is. It don't matter what color he is. It does to some people. They went all over the world making sure that in our psyche, in our minds, in our imaginations, we imagine the Most High in His Christ, like them. So when they speak, come against them. But what I'm sharing is 900 times more important than that. That's just one effect of white supremacy. They seize the power to define. Those in power I'm talking about. There goes my 20 minutes. Again, brothers and sisters, if you're to the Five Swim Stone Network, I'm Brother Seth, and we have on Brother Purcell Porsche all the way in Cincinnati, Ohio. 
and I'm going to go to him at this time and just see if he has any thoughts. We're going to start that same timer over, and then we're going to start right back up after it beats again. Okay, starting right now and opening up the lines. Okay, Erico five one three 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 one Persepa Shea, Ambassador, you've heard a lot. What say you? That was indeed a lot. That was a lot. But one thing I heard you say, I can't wait to get to Ambassador Purcell Porsche. And I know why. When you started talking about that identity thing and how that's weighing heavy on your heart, you know that been that's been on my heart for a very long time very long time and I agree with you 1000 percent I agree with you that the state of the body of Christ is and our culture the state of the body of Christ and the state of our culture is directly related to the fact that we refuse to embrace who we really are. You notice I said that differently. We refuse. I don't think we, I don't think, I no longer think it's a matter of we don't know who we are. I think it's a matter of believing. we are so selfish that we refuse to embrace who we really are because we have so denounced thing called church and uh, God. And uh, I think we have literally, literally shut down in, 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 in a vast um um, in a vast uh, amount, if you will, uh, we have literally shut down our God consciousness culturally here just for a minute. It's, it's believed that we as black people are the most spiritual people on the planet. Amen. However, however, we refuse to embrace that spirituality and we choose to move, if you will, in our individuality. Okay? So, because of that, we are unable to see ourselves like God sees us. Wow, this is, wow. This is straight from the Holy Ghost. Come to say that again. Because we have chosen our individuality over our God consciousness and our spirituality, we are unable 
unable to see ourselves the way God sees us. Amen. Now, now, there is a scripture that I reference often. And the reason being is because God dropped this scripture in my spirit. And I just think, I just, I just really ponder on this scripture. I'm going to share it with you real quick. Philippians, coming out of the book of Philippians, the second chapter. I'm going to read to you the fifth and the sixth verse. I'm going to first read it to you in the King James Version. Then I'm, then I'm going to read it to you in, of course, my favorite translation. You know what that is. That is the Passion Translation. Then I'm going to flip over and grab another scripture that God dropped in my spirit today, okay? And it's found in the book of Proverbs, the third chapter and the fifth verse. Start with Philippians chapter 2, verse number 5. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Now listen to verse number six. Who being, okay, starts out, verse number six starts out with who. Talking about Christ. It ended with Christ. And six starts out talking about Christ. Saying who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Okay, put a pin there. Now, let's go to the Passion Translation. Verse number five says, And consider the example that Jesus, the anointed one, has set before us. Let his mindset become your motivation. (laughs) And I love this translation. Verse number six. That he existed in the form of God, yet he gave no thought to seizing equality with God as his supreme prize. See, this is the area that we struggle. See, we ought to have the same mindset as Jesus had toward the Father. However, we should have the same mindset for Jesus, the anointed one, or Jesus, the Christ, the anointed one, that Jesus, the Christ, the anointed one, had about the Father. See, we should be able to put ourselves in this space. He existed in the form of Christ, yet he gave no thought to seizing equality with Christ or with Jesus as his supreme prize. Our supreme prize is to be more like him or to be literally 
like him. We have been given all of the authority that he has. And Seth alluded to this. We've been given everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness. In other words, when we receive Christ or accepted Christ as Savior, we received literally the mind of Christ. But we refuse in some regard, some of us, we refuse to embrace or allow this mind to be our motivation. This is why we struggle so much. This is why the state of the body of Christ, the way it is, this is why we acquiesce to white supremacy. Because our guard is down. Our focus is off. This is why we acquiesce. And we don't even know it. We don't even realize it. As Seth so eloquently points out with the book. We don't even realize when we're being influenced by white supremacy. Now, I'm going to shift gears real quick because you started talking about something else, Seth. That is dear to my heart And that is Knowing your name But you were talking about it In the sense of Our name uh, Being uh, uh, Our name destroying us Unless the father change it Unless your name is saying What the father is saying In his word You need a name change Now here's the thing in the African culture, when the their name actually means who they are, right? Is everybody? I hope hopefully everybody understands what I'm saying when I say that. Yeah, it does. Their and name, even in the African culture, just quick interjection. You're absolutely right, and but here's the issue. Even with that, it's often limited. To something on the earth Go ahead Yes However It is closer To what we're alluding to Tonight Than what um, Than what we believe Because their, their name In the African culture Their name actually defines who they are At a very young age, they are taught that. I just spoke to a couple of young men um, just Sunday, and I said, "Do y'all know? Do you know what your name means?" They didn't. They didn't even know what their name meant, and they were probably somewhere in the neighborhood of like thirteen and fourteen. I said, "The next time I see you." I want you to be able to tell me what your name means. I said, because that's important. That's your assignment. Learn what your name means. My name, Purcell, means to pierce the valley. My name also means man of influence. 
It is so important, our babies. Well, let me say this first before I, before I say that. It is so important that we as parents be very selective as to the name that we choose for our children. It's so very important. Because they're, the name that you choose for them literally can become a mandate on their life and cause them to conduct themselves based on the meaning of their name. And wow. if I can jump in there real quick, Cell Ambassador, I'm telling you what you just said. We can just end the show right there. What the Father's given me, that is the problem. Even if your name means um, overcomer, that's pretty powerful. That is powerful. I don't know a name that means that, but I'm I'm, I'm not going to go that big. I'm, let's say your name means um, like God. Like God is too big. I'm trying to I'm trying to give a regular name like we know people who everyday name we know. Even if your name means uh, light, that's not all the Father is. Your name can't be seventy five names. It only can be one name. It's people take forever introducing you, or introducing themselves to you. So my point is, all of these names limit us, even if they're good names like Purcell saying. Our name, that's why it is Christ now. That truly is like our name. I know that sounds corny. I know I sound irrelevant. I know I sound like out there. I mean, I can only imagine y'all. But I'm, I'm very, we're very serious tonight. Your name really dictates what you're going to do on this earth. And I don't know if one name is good enough. So we probably just say we're the body of Christ. The Bible says he that is joined to Christ is one. The Bible says we are dead. The Bible says we don't even exist except in the Christ. I'm talking in the spirit, y'all, not in the flesh. We have to get out of the flesh. But go ahead, Purcell. Absolutely. 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 And, it, and that's a great segue because um, it's so important for us to see ourselves as Christ, like you were saying. But like the scripture said, how Jesus thought it not robbery to be equal with God. We ought to have that mindset. We think it not robbery to be equal with Christ. We shouldn't think it robbery because we were given that same authority. The Bible said that there is an unction on the inside of us that no man need to teach us. The Bible says that that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the very same spirit on the inside of you. The Bible think said about that, that for a minute. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. Think about that for a minute. See, this is what I believe, Priscilla, and I'm a, and I appreciate you being on tonight, because uh, you just in the you just in in that moment right now, brother, because you one of the ones that inspired this whole blog tonight, believe it or not. But listen to what was just said. I just don't believe we believe the Bible, man. It's got to be it. I'm starting with myself. I mean, I think I believe. I know. I think I believe. I think I believe. And it's, I've seen fruit that say I believe in certain beliefs, but nobody's gonna come out and say, "Well, I don't believe the Bible." But sometimes I wonder. Right. Right. Arlene and, would say. Arlene, my wife would say one more thing in the mouth. Arlene would say, she says this all the time. You might know something, but however way you act, that's what you believe. Not what you're saying you know. Whatever you act, that's what you really believe. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. We used to say something in the street is what we used to say. That's what your mouth say. In other words, we were saying, yeah, you're saying that out of your mouth. But your whole body is saying something totally different. So uh, my mama used to say all the time, I can show you better than I can tell you. There are so many uh, little uh, colloquialisms in our culture that it's, it's so much wisdom. It's almost like It's almost like parables. It's so much wisdom in it. But we just, we was listening to it as youngsters. We was just thinking as a little cute little saying, man, what is mama talking about? And mama was literally, literally sharing a wealth of wisdom with you in a parable form. You know, like when she would say, all the glitters ain't gold. You know, my mama, my mama got so many, man. Anyway. Um, I could be on my mom until Jesus comes. Um, but well, Priscilla, we right at twenty minutes. It's about to start beeping here. So I want you to go ahead and take another minute, and then for this timer go off, and then we're gonna take a break, brothers and sisters. I know, okay. I know, y'all being blessed by tonight because we really is truly talking about. What is our problem in terms of why we, this is about a mirror, a big mirror in front of us and saying, who are you? It's our problem. I'm serious, brothers and sisters. So, Priscilla, go ahead. I appreciate you, brother, and, and spend about another minute. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and hit this. Uh, uh, I actually got something else to talk about. Uh, it's just, it's just, I got three three tiny little sermons. It's about 20 minutes, and then I'm going to let Priscilla rebuttal about 20 minutes. Uh, go ahead, Purcell. But no more about a minute, please. Okay. Um, let me interject. Let me add this uh, real quick. Um, uh, let me Hold let on. me add this since we semi semi shared that twenty minutes. Let me let me add this scripture real quick. Um, and this is what. This is what the Lord dropped in my spirit today. 
Um, and this is what my show will be about on Wednesday. Um, it'll be about get your heart in the game. Get your heart in the game. Um, that is another thing that you you mentioned, Seth. You said, I don't think we really believe it. And I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I want to share uh, I want to. I want. I just want to read this scripture. Sometimes it's 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 powerful just to read scripture. Okay, but listen to this. Listen to this scripture. Proverbs chapter three, verse number five. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. Verse number six said, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. He shall. Remember I told you that word shall means it's a promise. Direct thy path. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy path. Passion. Verse number five. Trust in the Lord completely. And do not rely on your own opinion. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you. And he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do, and he will lead you wherever you go. Amen. In sharing that scripture is dealing with the heart. The Lord admonishes us to uh, serve him with our whole heart. With all of, I think Deuteronomy 6 and 5 says, with all of our might and with all of our strength. I think this is the area in which we fall short. And again, my show on Wednesday will be about get your heart in the game. Because that's where we're failing as believers. That's where failing the body of Christ. The Bible said every joint supplies. Right now, the state of the body of Christ, every joint is not supplying. Why? Because we're relying on our own opinion. We're not trusting in the Lord with all of our heart, but we are leaning to our own understanding. We're not Amen. allowing him. The guidance Because we're guarding Part of our heart I remember Jake And I reference this a lot But Let me say this and I'm finished I heard Bishop T.D. Jake say one time If Jesus Is Lord At all Then he is Lord 
of all. Chew on that for just a minute. Let's get some callers tonight. Call in tonight and share your heart. Call in and share your heart. Let's not make Amen. this uh, second personal Amen. show. And as always, Purcell, they are welcome to press one and come on. Uh, I just want to thank everybody that's tuning in online, that's listening over the uh, Internet. This is where we get most of our callers from. And those of you on the line, you heard Purcell, you can press one. If you're listening online and you want to be on the phone line, call the number, 914-205-5590. Folks, it's very simple. I wanted to do a show where I got some things out of my spirit. And then uh, with me creating a show, I wanted to bring on co-hosts and see what they had to say about what I felt was sharing. Now, tonight is open forum, which means anybody can bring up anything. So this is why we was going to do a 20 with Brother Seth sharing whatever's on his heart and then a 20 with uh, Brother uh, Purcell or whoever's on the phone line sharing the, the 20. <laughs> And then uh, this is the form, because keep in mind, tonight we're doing the book. Technically, I thought I would do something a little different. And uh, just talk about what's going to transpire here after the break. And so tonight, normally what I do is share 30 minutes straight, uninterrupted, and then bring them on. But I thought I'd do something different, cut it down, and get them in a little sooner. So we do 20 minutes on, 20 minutes off, and uh, on the 20, the co-hosts share as I talk about the book, Uninterrupted. So that's how we flowing, okay, on Tuesdays. I just want to thank Purcell for coming on tonight, and um, perhaps we'll get the other co-hosts on at, at different times. People are very busy these days, and and uh, we'll, whoever we get on, whenever they come on, we're thankful for it. I want to go ahead and share, uh, take a little um, a break first, and then I want to share something very powerful. You think that first session was powerful? Wait till I share the second session that we see what Brother Purcell, the ambassador, has to say about that. And then we'll do the last session after we do that. Okay, so we'll be right back. Just a little bit of Sinatch, uh, that uh, Igbo Jew Sinatch out of Nigeria. We'll be right back, brothers and sisters.
chosen generation We've been called for to show these excellence All I require for life God has given me And I know who I am We are the chosen generation We've been called for to show with me. 
You there? I'm here. How about we how about we switch the game up a little bit? How about we make it rather than go with the uh the 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 lecture format, if you will. Why don't we go with why don't we dialogue? Well here's the deal. Number one, I didn't want to say this, but since you're doing this, we'll just do it on the air. That's something you probably have to call me ahead of time, so we'll know ahead of time. Now, here's why. We have a transcriber listening. He is normally used to me going at 8.30 to 9, and he don't have to search through the whole show of when I'm going to talk. He know to fast-forward that media to 30 minutes until the next 30 minutes. So I got today I said I'm going to shorten it because I want to get y'all in here sooner. We're not going to do the 30 minutes no more. So, brothers and sisters, I'm glad Purcell says that I'm no longer going to do it on Tuesdays going 30 minutes. That's a long time. But i got to be able to go because he actually is still doing the book on tonight. So, Purcell just blew my cover without blowing, blowing my cover. So, tonight <laughs> still is the book. But I told him we're gonna be a little we're gonna be a little uh creative. I'm gonna talk for twenty and invite the co host in for twenty and then go twenty and when I do my twenty it's gonna be uninterrupted and that's when you set that transcriber and that's the book. I got you. <laughs> so you already know that. Percy just blew my cover though. So otherwise Percy's not a problem. So I was just thinking in terms of having to remember all that. Huh? I was just thinking in terms of having to remember all that you talked about in order to uh, have a. Uh, but go ahead. I, I, I understand. Yeah, now. just I as it. I said, Purcell, just get that notepad out, brother, and just and uh, make a make a note because I got to go interrupt it so he put this transcribe on. Because if you talk in there, you. then that means it's going to interrupt the flow. I got. But you. I appreciate you. And again, y'all, you can get in on this, brothers and sisters, listening online. Call nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero, and y'all can get in on when I've done with that twenty minutes. Y'all can ask a quick question, or and, and it's not a problem. I'll make a comment, not a problem. So I'm gonna go twenty minutes. Purcell is uh, in the house. He's gonna come right after me. He'll go roughly twenty minutes. I may interject here and there, and then we'll do it one more time tonight. Time permitting. So here we go. So start the timer. I just want to say this. This next section, next session, according to the scriptures, is the greatest. I'm not just saying that to hype up the show. The Bible said the greatest of these is love. I really think in addition to us knowing who we are, which was the first segment. The second segment is love. Brothers and sisters, there is not another force on the earth. There is nothing we can hear in our ears, see through our eyes, more powerful than love. It will humble any giant. It will bring to feet anybody. You show me power 
or a powerful army or a powerful people or a powerful leader or a powerful with this or a powerful that, and I'll show you how vulnerable they are to this thing called love. Love is so powerful that even if somebody thinks they have it, they often give their life just because they think they have it. They'll give their life for someone for sure that they think is in love with them. I mean, how many times you've heard people thinking their husband loved them and they just on top of the world? When they feel this love, it, 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 all of us are vulnerable to it. It don't matter what's in your head doctrine-wise, love can change you. Love can influence you. I mean, I've seen low 100-pound grandmas talk to so-called thugs, killers, and grab them. And, but because they knew, they knew that this grandmother loved them, they wouldn't put a hand on them. Oftentimes, she could make them cry. I've seen with men, strong men, they can crush a woman in a second, just become babies before their wives, their girlfriends, or they even their sisters. This love on this planet is king. There is nothing we're going through that love can't fix. It's why the Messiah came. Think about it. It's why the Messiah died. Think about it. It's why the Messiah rose. Think about it. It's why the Messiah is returning. Think about it. It's why the Father is going to return with the Messiah and there will be a new heaven and a new earth and all our pain is a thing of the past. It's why the Father gave us all things, all the spiritual authority and power. Lo, I give you power to, to trade upon serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy. It's because of love. Some of y'all listen to this show tonight because you love Brother Seth or you love Brother Purcell. You don't even like what we're saying. There's women tolerate men because they think he loved them all their life. Folks would throw their life away like it's nothing for this thing they think they may have called love. Can you imagine what it is? That's just what they think they have. Those that really have it, it, it it's even more powerful. Sound like a little old simple message, don't it? Folks, let me tell y'all something. There's a lot of pain all around us. Self-hate among so-called black people. White, so-called whites, 
just mistreating to those in power now, those with muscles, those those that got the wherewithal to oppress, and even some of those that don't have it. But because they don't have this thing called love, they know that they're not superior. They know. This is why in the book we talk about how a lot of our white brothers and sisters, according to the definition, according to Webster, the def- the dictionary, they don't fit what a white supremacist is, which means a person that believes their race. First of all, they got to believe in their race as a race. They, they have to believe that their skin, white skin, is a race. They have to believe that. Then they have to believe that they are superior. If they believe that, yeah, they're white supremacists. Or maybe that they believe that white nations do things better, or white this do things better, or white that do things better. If they actually believe that white people do it better, just strictly because they're white, and they they just, in other words, they got extra powers over other people to where their neighborhoods are just better, just because they're white. If they actually believe that, they are white supremacists. I don't think white people, intelligent, talking about even if they, I'm talking about, like I said, educated white people. I don't think they believe it. i tell you who believe it. A lot of foreigners that come to America or they go to white countries that don't have close relationships with so-called whites or a lot of black people, they're the ones that believe in whiteness. They'll argue with you say, no, no, so care what you say now. The college is better now. That ain't no, no. I'm talking about just because of what whites do. I'm not talking about when when Harvard or some college go out and get other bright minds all over the world, non-white people, to make it one big establishment. I'm talking about them not even thinking about that, but them thinking that because it's white, it's better. If you're saying Harvard is better and you're understanding what I meant by how they go and get the minds all over the world and, and exploit these people, and you know that, then you that's not white supremacy. But if you're saying these black colleges are not as good as the Harvard's of the world strictly because it's white, that's white supremacy, brothers and sisters. If you're thinking a lot of the neighborhoods is better just because it's white and black people don't know how to act, you know, which is not true because there's a lot of black neighborhoods that's in Atlanta. A lot of neighborhoods are 100% black and it's nice, clean, and and, and will go toe to toe with any nation. I mean, excuse me, any neighborhood in America. Y'all got to bear with me. I got this mic in my ear, and it's very hard hearing myself speak. I don't know how singers sing with the mic in their ear. It's kind of frustrating, but this is the only way I know when. There's an issue with the, uh, me being too loud and so forth. So y'all bear with me if I'm stumbling on my words, okay? But folks, tonight, we're talking about the most powerful thing. We start off talking about identity. And uh, uh, 
that's a part of the book. Purcell kind of blew our cover on that. So now y'all know that that first session was talking about identity. That's definitely part of the solution uh, with regards to white supremacy being the religion it is. Again, the name of the book is Systemic Lives of White Supremacy Are Our World's Ruling Religion. One more time. The Systemic Lives of White Supremacy Are Our World's Ruling Religion. First portion of this, we talked about identity, okay? This goes in a part of the solution towards the end of the book. Now we're talking about another part of the solution to white supremacy, and we're hitting on love. And then after we go for another, I don't go, about 15 more minutes, 16 more minutes, we'll bring in Purcell, see what he have to say. And if you want to comment, you can do that. Brothers and sisters, more importantly, the Bible most high Yah of Israel that we call God has commanded us to love and to prefer others over ourselves. Husbands supposed to love the wife as Christ loved the church. Bible tells us to prefer one another. If we go by the scriptures, if we go by the scriptures, oppression in our earth, on our earth, ceases. Even if you have slavery, like they had in the Old Testament, where people owe someone a debt, I mean, people will love being a servant if the master really loved them, took care of them. I don't know that all those situations were bad just because they owed them money and they had to stay with them and go where they go and kind of serve them. I don't know if that would be a bad thing. I don't know that being an employee for a company is a bad thing because that's still servitude. But if you got a company that treats you well, I mean, you sometimes, I know some people that have retired a millionaire. I remember talking to a lady, and there's been several other people that worked for a bank, and she retired a millionaire, and she was an employee. Folks, you can love people. I mean, after all, somebody got to work for you if you're going to be a wealthy person. I mean, Everybody can't be that person that's at the top or that's leading the company as, you know. There's nothing wrong with having employees or having servants long as you love them. Everybody don't want the obligation of being a leader. Some people just want to be able to work for a respectable wage and go home and enjoy with their family. They don't care for all the hustle and bustle and the, trying to be on the cutting edge and trying to stay on top of everything. They don't want all that. Everybody's not attracted to that. Brothers and sisters, love, being unselfish, living for others, this is something I'm so glad I thought to say this for the book. I oftentimes wonder, what would it be like to give up everything I got? Everything. I mean, literally give everything, car, house, except the clothes on my back, and just go around and serve people, and serve them in such a way that they give me something without asking. I don't ever want to ask a person something. I often wonder, what would it be like to have another house after I give everything away? What would it be like to be in a house 
given to me because someone just loved me. I went out with just the clothes on my back and loved people. And they said, you know, I want to bless you with a uh, a garment. I want to bless you with a car. I want to bless you. Not nobody feeling sorry, but just people blessing me. Of course, they probably will feel sorry. But, I mean, I want to carry myself in such a way that it's not pity, but they truly love me. And just think, five years, I don't know how long it'll take, but just think one day I'll have another house all be given to me because of people's been touched. Wonder what it would be like to have a lifestyle like that, where everything you've got, everything you wear, has been blessed by people that you didn't ask that simply gave to you because you gave to them first. Man, that right there, oh my goodness. I've never shared that with any other co-host, so really on the blog show ever. But I talked to my wife about that. I just wonder, what would it be like? Think about it. All the shoes in your closet has a story. This sister said, oh, Brother Seth, you blessed me. You shared the word with me, and I just wanted to bless you, and she bought me these shoes. Another brother said, man, you just really just, just changed my life. I just love the way you love me. You helped me wake up to who I am, and they, they blessed me with these shoes. A sister, a family, said that I really helped them, and, and I was able to get them off drugs, or I was able to do this, or I was able to do that, and they blessed me with this bed. And then over here, can you imagine everything you got? It reminds me of Christ when he sent the sent him out in two, and he said, he didn't send him out with nothing. He just said, worthman is worthy of, his, of their heart. Preach the gospel, basically. And so, basically, if you preach this gospel, you're going to be taken care of. Read between the lines what happens if you don't. But I often wonder, brothers and sisters, that's one of my fantasies. To just not give away everything and just some kind of way get everything. And, and, and my new life, everything I see in my home, can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Power love. I just believe in my heart, like Purcell, I think, says this, that Zig Ziglar said, if you, you can get what you want if you help enough people to get what they want. And I believe that. Again, he was quoting Zig Ziglar and says that you can get whatever you want in life if you help enough people get what they want. I know he'll write that down. <laughs> Coming on here without a pen and pencil. Folks, y'all got to be writing stuff down as you won't comment because you're going to forget stuff. But I'm very, very serious, brothers and sisters. This book, this work, is to rebuke America and really humanity practicing this white supremacy. Because the Holy Spirit has revealed to us about a lot of what Brother Seth been saying through this book. If you're reading this book, you've no doubt heard me talk about racism in all 40 areas, in every tiny aspect of life, 
You've heard me talk about racism as it poisoned and kills and destroys even whites, so-called whites. Kills, destroys, hinder, handicaps so-called blacks. You've read in this work, again, we're doing this blog show, but this is about a book. And if you listen to the blog show, you know that we've talked about how that this germ, this lie, these lies of white supremacy even handicap foreigners, how they see so-called black people. And we've talked about on this blog and in this work how that when you don't understand a people, like foreigners don't understand so-called black people, they will abuse them, and they have abused them, and they are abusing them. But if they're people of the Most High, Yah, there is a Holy Spirit within them that we call that Ruach HaKadosh that is telling these people and, 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 and pushing back in their spirit. So y'all are not innocent. We are not innocent. The Holy Spirit is not a white supremacist. And it is giving you that check in your spirit that this is not right. So this work is to call people to repentance. This work is calling all mankind to repentance. Yes. Because love should lead us, not your allegiance to your whiteness and to so-called black people if you truly love so-called black people like you're supposed to let me just say it like this the Bible says if you have all against your brother talking about black self-hating all these things we're doing to each other Stop that. There's our 20 minutes. Let me just say this. Because over the, over the shows, brothers and sisters, we've talked about a whole lot as it relates to white supremacy in this work. And why I know a lot of this is over y'all's head, and most of y'all don't even think you're practicing racism or white supremacy, black inferiority. But the Holy Spirit does. And I believe that he has convicted quite a few of us. And we just didn't listen. The way the Father gave it to me, he showed me that as long as I was practicing white supremacy, not listening to black ministers, oftentimes choosing white ministers over black ministers. And I would get the thought in my head, why not listen to the black man? Or why not listen to this guy? And they're sitting there, say, the black man. And I say, no, I'll listen to this other guy. That was the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters. Why not go to this counselor? And I look at him and judge him because he was black there. 
So while y'all may feel a little bit, uh, if you're if you if you've read this 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 book or you've been listening to this blogs these blog shows, and we've been talking about white supremacy all these weeks, and you feel like it's too big, it's out of my hands, it's and some of y'all feel like you're not even guilty at all. Do you love your brother? I mean, are you truly walking in love? Because while you may not understand what you're doing is white supremacy, you do understand that what you're not walking in is love. So this is what this little session, this blog show on this in this particular chapter is talking about. Many of us are not walking in love. You don't have to understand everything about white supremacy, about racism. Do you simply walk in love for people? Do you prefer people over yourself? How about that? The Bible says to prefer others over yourself. Let every man, it says, cease from your seeking your wealth and seek the wealth of another man. Go try that one. That's against all the teachings of today. Instead of pursuing your wealth, pursue my wealth. Pursue to make me wealthy. I'm supposed to pursue to make you wealthy. And if we do that, where is there going to be wars and greed and all this stuff? The Bible tells us how to live on this earth. This is love, brothers and sisters. Let every man look on the wealth of another. Let's go to the phone line and see what Ambassador Purcell Purcell have to say about this again. I cannot. I can. This not doing thirty minutes is is really kind of putting me in a kind of a. Because I have so much to say right here on just love. Mm-mm-mm. Maybe I'll just do it on the part three. When I do this, after Purcell goes 20, maybe I'll finish up. We'll, we'll see. Okay, Brother Purcell, your line is open. Uh, what say ye? You've heard a lot. And I'll start the time. Yeah. yeah. This, this love thing, man. You hit the nail on the head because once again the Bible says simply that's the way they will know you by the love that you show one to one to another other. Um this, what's really so crazy to me is the fact that the Bible has given us time and time again the blueprint to how this thing should go. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's the way that they'll know you by the love that you show one to another. Love. Uh, Vaunt is not itself, is not puffed up, um, believes all things. Um, I mean, it's just it's just countless, countless um, in the word of how this thing works, man. How this thing works. Love your neighbor. Seth alluded alluded to. Um, Esteeming others higher than yourself, and uh, it's just 
Let me let me share this scripture uh, based on what I just said and what I heard you say, Seth, about that um, putting others first before yourself. Um, and your boy Zig Ziglar. And my boy Zig Ziglar. You can have anything in life you want if you would just help enough other people they want. <clears throat> Another thing he says that that really And I referenced this before He says you gotta be Before you can do And do Before you can have um, I've said before Several times That's one thing that we struggle with also Is being Is being that's why we're unable to see ourselves. That's another reason, I should say, why we're unable to see ourselves as God sees us. Because we just don't know or understand how to be. So, listen to this. Listen to this. Uh, and we're going back to Philippians chapter 2 again. Um, We're going to start at verse 1. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercy, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Wow. Look not everything. Wow. Read that again. Read that again. Verse, verse number three. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Then we're right back there. Right there. Ain't that something? That right there, Purcell. That's against everything we're hearing. That's against every scene like a lot of motivational speak a lot of man this this uh narcissist generation that right there one more time please read verse 4 look not every man on his own things but every man also on the things of others now um and i want and i want to i want to correct something i said Five seconds. I think I said earlier not to look on your own, but look on the others. It says every man also. You look. You can look on your stuff. You can be concerned about your stuff. You can be be concerned about your empire, but also on the things of others. But if you heard Purcell in verse three, Philippians two and three, that is, it still say prefer others over yourself. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. 
and and remember, uh, I believe it's the book of Ephesians that admonishes us, whatever good thing you make happen for somebody else, God will make happen for you. So, I mean, it's just so many, like I said before, there's so many different accounts of how uh, we are to view this thing through the eyes or the lens of it is not about you. I'll say that one more again. It is not about you. Let's look at this again. Let's look at this in the Passion Translation. It said, look at how much encouragement you found in your relationship with the anointed one. You are filled to overflowing with his comforting love. You have experienced a a deepening friendship with the Holy Spirit and have felt his tender affection and mercy. So I'm asking you, my friends, that you be joined together in perfect unity with one heart, one passion, and united in one love. Walk together with one harmoniously. I'm sorry. Walk together with one harmonious purpose, and you will fill my heart with unbounded joy, with unbounded joy. Be free from pride-filled opinions, for they will only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your heart, but in authentic humility, put others first and view others as more important than yourselves. Abandon every display of selfishness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interests. Wow. Now that, that is clear and plain and powerful. Clear, plain, And again, it points us right back to the fact that it's not about you. If we could just get that, if we could just uh, turn our affections toward um, one another, Open up our bowels of compassion for one another. Show one another the same mercy that you desire. Just think about the mercy that you would want someone to show you. This is why uh, I struggle with the Lord's Prayer, if you will. 
Because there's a portion of the Lord's Prayer that says, um, um, what is that part? Uh, it says, as you... As we forgive, our, forgive us our debt. Forgive us our daily... Forgive us our debts as, as we, we forgive, forgive those. That's it. That's it. Forgive us our one translation says, "Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us." For a long time, I would not read that portion of the Lord's Prayer because I'm thinking, okay. I don't want people to forgive my trespasses. I forgive them because I know that I fall short in that area. I'm not always as forgiving as I should be. So I refuse, if you will, or choose not to make that declaration because It's flawed because of my own, again, here we go, because of my own opinion, my own, uh, uh, what was the scripture I shared? Uh, Proverbs 3 and 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding. That's why for so long I would not read that portion of that scripture because I'm a lot of people feel like that. Myself. Not Say that again. Yeah, I find myself leaning to my own understanding in that particular uh, situation, and like you said. I know I'm not the only one because the state of the body of Christ tells us quizzically, tells us that, shows us that, exhibits that. It's more about self than it is about somebody else. And walking in love, um, that removes or eliminates that struggle, putting someone before yourself. If we walk in love, that literally annihilates the idea of selfishness. This is one of the... the uh, this this particular topic, this love piece, is one of the um, strategies, one of God's strategies for marriage. Mar- if, listen, if you are, if you know you have an issue with a selfish with selfish behavior, don't get married. That is my. Uh, suggestion to you Don't even consider it 
until you can, because marriage will, uh, it'll get you together, especially if you have a selfish heart. It'll get you together. Either you you will you will uh, allow God to take away your stony heart and give you a heart of flesh or you will continue to walk in your selfish ways and find yourself in divorce court. Now, having said that, I have to say this also. I have to uh, uh, inform my our audience that the divorce rate is higher in the body of Christ than it is in the world's system, statistically. Now I'm going to say that one more again. This is another clear indication of the state of the body of Christ. The divorce rate in the body of Christ is higher than the divorce rate in the world's system. We absolutely need more love. If we want to be like Christ in any area, let it be in the area of love. Because that brother, for God so loved the world, the Bible tells us in John 3.16, so loved the world. Listen to that. Listen to that. Not the believer. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He utilized his own son to give us an opportunity of what love really looks and feels like. Listen to that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him Priscilla, if I can just interrupt just for a second. Uh, Remember, folks, we come up on the hour. I failed to mention this earlier, but just quickly, uh, Priscilla, uh, those of you that want to keep listening, you know what to do. you got to call the phone number, else it's going to hang up on you. Uh, You have to listen to to these. We're going to roll over a little bit, is what I'm saying. If you want to keep listening, you got to call that phone number, 914-205. Five five nine oh should be right there in front of you nine one four two zero five 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 nine oh. We're gonna run over just a little bit because we're wrapping up here. But go ahead, Priscilla. Yeah. Again, you want to thank y'all for sending us the five cents on network. We have really been hitting this hard tonight. Again, uh, uh, who are we? Identity. Why it's important. And now, the love. We gotta have the love. Go ahead, Priscilla. Gotta have 
got to have this. We got to get this love thing right. If we can get this love thing right, everything else, in in my opinion, will fall right in line because there's there's nothing there. Let me see. There's not uh, an adversary to love. There there's. Hold on, let me say it this way. There's not a worthy opponent for love that can stand against love. I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that like that one more time. There is not a worthy opponent that can stand against love. Yeah. So if we can get this love thing right, and I feel I kind of feel Joe Osteeny, <laughs> but <laughs> that's the one thing that I believe is uh, um, I think that's the one thing that he pretty much has mastered. It's that love thing, you know. Um, but there's not a worthy opponent to stand against love. So if we could get this love thing down, especially amongst the body of believers, we'll be on to something. Well, Purcell, as you can hear that beeper going off, but I think you nailed it, brother. I really do. And what I'm going to do instead of going another 20 minutes, I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap up, brothers and sisters. I'm trying my best to keep these shows to a two hours, uh, but I was supposed to go another time and then Purcell, of course. Uh, so, listen, I want to thank all of you for tuning into the Five Stone Network tonight. Remember, on Tuesdays, we are still writing the book. If it's a Tuesday show, just know Brother says some kind of way it's going to be editing uh, or writing the book. And that's what we did tonight. We added two segments, uh, short segments, I might add, because I, I didn't do 30 minutes. Normally I do um, two 30 minutes, and that's an hour. I only did two 20 minutes, and that's only 40 minutes. So um felt like I talked just as much as I always did, though. But anyway, Purcell got a chance to really get some things out, and I appreciate him tonight, especially on this last portion, talking my love. And even earlier, Purcell, I really appreciate everything you had to contribute tonight. Go ahead and let everybody know again where you're at on Instagram, um, please. Absolutely. Uh, Wednesday, every Wednesday we're on Instagram. Uh, you can find my Instagram page. It is Ministries Salt Life. Again, that's Ministries Salt Life on Instagram. We're at 6 o'clock Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Eastern Time. Um, I believe that would be 5 o'clock Central. Um, So, again, we are on every Wednesday at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Um, and this Wednesday, again, the topic is already uh, etched in my heart, and it is get your heart in the game. 
Get your heart in the game. Um, and again, it's your boy, Ambassador Purcell and Del Porsche, all the way out here in Cincinnati, Ohio, for Salt Life Kingdom Ministries, where we believe in bringing the saltiness back to the believer through rightly dividing the word of truth and kingdom. Remember, Salt Life Kingdom Ministries Foundation Scripture is found in Matthew chapter 5, verse number 13, which reads that we are the salt of the earth. And if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? Again, as I always tell you, I love you, every single one of you, and it's not a thing you can do about it. I appreciate the Five Smooth Stones Network. Appreciate you, Seth. God bless you. Good night. All right. Everybody knows the one and only Purcell Porsche. He's kind of stole. Purcell, you done stole my line, brother, but that's okay. He can steal it. Again, I, I too, love every single one of you, <laughs> and there is nothing you can do about it. Y'all, check us out. We may do a show on tomorrow. I'm not real sure, because I want to do a show with Priscilla. We go back and forth, back and forth. I think he wants that. And I, Thursdays, I can't do a show because I'm helping Vernon Melton. Shout out to Vernon Melton's Help Foundation, new blog that's uh, featured on Blog Talk Radio. All you got to do is go to Blog Talk Radio. She's on the front page, Vernon Melton. But anyway, that's my aunt. And I'm helping her on Thursday. So I may do a show tomorrow after Priscilla's show, of course, uh, if if so. We'll, we'll, we'll keep you posted. That's why it pays to follow us, brothers and sisters, where you'll know, because uh, I'm doing sure shows now spur of the moment, which is why we don't get a lot of callers, because people are not getting a whole lot of um, uh, advance notice. And by the way, those callers that I'll open up your line and ask if you wanted to comment, please forgive me. I don't normally do that, but uh, we're just trying to get some callers and submit a minute. Those of you that didn't want to comment, we understand. But per se, a lot of times when you were talking, I did step away and, and, and ask people, hey, you, are you enjoying this show? Do you want to uh, comment? A lot of people said no. So just know that. So y'all don't be scared of us, though. Don't be intimidated by us. We're nobody outside of the Holy Spirit just like you. Uh, but Purcell is just a, a every everyday gentleman, and we don't look down or you're not too whatever. So don't be shy, don't be scared. But anyway, folks, we're gonna go out with this a powerful song as I try to do every single time. Don't play, don't don't uh don't don't play this song short. It's kind of an old one, but this is a powerful song. Can you can you live up to these lyrics? Because at the end of the day, we like to say we Israelites, and we are according to the flesh. But we have to do what this song is saying. So stay tuned as to when the next show will be. Most likely to be Sunday. I know we're going to be going over to Waking Up Israel's podcast on Sunday at 5 o'clock Central Standard Time. I know that's happening, but we may do a show tomorrow. Not real sure. All right? So stay tuned, brothers and sisters. And if not, we'll see you on Sunday uh, and on Tuesday, if not tomorrow. Good night.
Sing about what you did for me, I'll say yeah. 